Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to Dr. Ari Vernon TV. This is the final episode of season one. Let's clap for that, guys. You're like, who is that clapping? Okay, so the difference between this and church, and uh, my wife makes it clear to me, this is not sermon, this is not Bible study, this just podcast, so it lets me flow in a different vein, so I'm keeping it real. Boom, we're doing Christmas special. I got all them in the audience. We go in there to have some dinner after the recording. We start talking. I start ministering about marriage and singleness. And they're like, Pastor, this should be a podcast. I'm like, well, shoot, go get the cameras then. So I go change clothes. We come back in here, and we're going to kick it just the way we were kicking it in there. So I'm going to tell you what it started with. I'll sort of raise my thesis and what I got a problem with. And then we'll argue it and see where it goes. And you're just welcome to listen in. Okay, let me just start by saying I got some of my most cold singles in the church, man. Everything from younger than slight middle age to married seven years and then married six months and then dating and loving it. And then, as my English brother says, I'm, I'm, uh, what did you say? I know someone. (laughs) I said, Matt, are you dating? He said, no, but I, I know someone. As only he can say in his beautiful English language. And then, of course, we got the man Darrell over there in the corner. So if you're looking for uh, Biggie Small Jr., praise God. He loves it when you call him Big Papa. That's all I can tell you. So if you want him, call him Big Papa. Okay, so let's just jump in and start some stuff. This is public record. You know, you and I carry secrets for a living. So if someone ever tells us something and it's a secret, that goes to heaven with us. But if you make a statement I've been saying for years, in terms of Instagram, television, uh, printed, it becomes public record. You bad enough to say it, then I'm bad enough to critique it. And that goes for me too. So Will Smith says, regarding all this stuff happening with him and Jada, uh, he's being interviewed and he says, marriage is hard as hell. And I said hell, that's what he said. Mm -hmm. Marriage is hard as hell. It is, you gotta want it, you gotta. And I'm sitting there thinking like, that sounds like slavery. If I'm a single person, I'm like, I don't think I want to be married. And if I'm in the midst of a difficult, laborious marriage, I'm like, maybe there's no hope. And so he's just sort of started off with this whole piece about how marriage is so hard and, you know, just something you got to want it. And I'm like, okay, well, I've been married as long as you, and I don't feel that way at all. So there's something different going on that I wanted to address as to why someone would feel that way about marriage. Let me start off by being devil's advocate. There are people watching, Mm -hmm. someone's cheated on you. So marriage has been the hardest thing of your life. I mean, literally your marriage has been the most arduous undertaking of your existential existence. It's been a trip from day one. Others of you, uh, your parents just didn't get along in front of you. So there's no model of marriage. So there are people watching and they're thinking, I kind of agree with Will. And without any counter voice, what do people have? And so I got mad. It's just like when President Obama redefined marriage. And I got up the next Sunday and said, I disagree Mm -hmm. with his beautiful black self. But I disagree with him on that because if you're going to use your bully pulpit, I'm going to use mine. And so I'm kicking it with all these millennials, the future of the word church. And I just start raising this argument and thesis that Okay, the Bible says in this life you'll have trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. It does not say with your wife you'll have trials and tribulations. Girl, and jump in, you in my life to make my life better and easier. 
Okay, let's talk straight. In this life, you can raise kids right. We've experienced that. Yes. And kids break your heart. Everything you raise them to do, they do something antithetical to that. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Mm -hmm. Somebody's had a hard life in terms of some sort of incest, molestation, date rape, relationship, all kind of stuff. This is not deodorized, sanitized, because we love Jesus, everything's perfect. But my argument is that my marriage should bring me joy. Mm. Oh, what the heck would I do it for? Right, yeah. right. Why the heck would I marry somebody to make my life worse? I, I didn't get married. And so when Will said this whole idea of it is hard, I'm thinking, number one, public record. Okay, your wife is in an entanglement. Right. And talking about how good it felt with you sitting there. No, no, that, that's not biblical marriage. And whatever else this podcast is going to be, baby, I also have to be my prophetic self. And when I say prophetic, not just forecasting the future, but in terms of speaking truth to power. As believers, we believe the very definition of marriage is two people. Yes. Yeah. So as soon as you okay us kicking it with whoever, call it whatever you want to call it. Call it an entanglement relationship. But don't call that mess marriage. Yeah. So I'm thinking again, I've been married as long as Will Smith, the longer I don't know. We're going on almost 25 years. Mm -hmm. We've experienced divorce in our context. We've mm -hmm. experienced blended stuff. So this is not some deodorized, sanitized, perfect couple. Mm -hmm. But since we've been together, we've had our places, baby. Absolutely. Please jump in on that. You know, one thing that I believe that we have, and I don't know if him and Jada has this, is God. Ben, now let's narrow it all the way down. Mm. We have Jesus. Mm. So I think that for us, having Jesus in our life mm. is like we have, um, we have a gauge. We see how much he loved and how much he extended grace. So you and I, I believe we extend a lot of grace to each other in our Absolutely. marriage. Once we learned that, yeah. that is a factor, the grace factor. Mm. It really, I think it... Um, renovated our marriage mm. you know mm. because i i found myself in some places in my marriage i was loving on my kids and forgiving them for things that lord knows i should have threw a stone at mm. but when i started thinking about how i was maybe at times not forgiving you mm. and um looking at you and your humanity mm. looking at you from maybe things that you had seen and things that i had seen and i really started narrowing in and focusing in on my marriage I one day said to myself, I choose to be happy. Uh, it's a choice. Mm. I choose to be happy. I choose to work through this marriage with you. Mm. You talk about um, if you had to have a do-over, you would pick me all over again. How about this? No. Mm -hmm. If I had to do a do-over, I would pick you. It's like we, we iron some things out and we really work on our marriage. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've said so. I wanted you guys to jump in with us because, again, we covered the gamut. It just happened to be the perfect table. Yes. I'm sitting there looking at a couple, <laughs> seven years, that's when yes. they claim the itch starts. Mm. And I don't see any itching on Mike's part or his beautiful wife. And then, again, newly married, six, seven months, dating, trying to make mm -hmm. the big decision, will we? Single brothers, uh, Tynese, of course, abstinent, 17 years. 17 years. <laughs> I don't mind waiting. It's the Lord's she, blessing. She said, I do mind waiting. <laughs> yeah, what I need about him, she says, I do mind waiting. I do mind not, not I don't mind waiting. <laughs> and so, again, uh, I wanted to jump in because, okay, so here's what I'm raising, because there's somebody watching like, okay, it's insensitive to say that marriage is not hard. I'm, I'm not moving off my thesis. I want you to show me biblically 
where God said, my marriage is supposed to drive me crazy. You show me biblically where my marriage is supposed to be my greatest pain. You just won't see that. In life, you'll have trials and tribulations. I would argue on this podcast, biblically and theologically, the Song of Solomon mm. seems to speak to the antithesis that her breast and yes. her body and her romance and me loving her. Read the Song of Solomon. It's all about how this couple loves each other physically and flows together. And so now again, and I was thinking about this before I raised it, I know it'll be a bit polemical for some, but I just don't believe I'm supposed to wake up every day and think, how am I gonna get through this day with him? Oh my God, I hope he come home. I hope mm. she ain't with that dude again. I hope, I think I'd rather be divorced. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I know what somebody's like, whoa, yeah. hold up. What you just say, Pastor, the Bible says God hates divorce, but he doesn't prevent it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can have a discussion on can you remarry again That's biblically? Right. Mm -hmm. But the Bible is clear. There are certain things that speak to divorce. If you're going to jump on me and keep cheating on me, right. not a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. This keeps happening. My life is hell. I'm about to lose myself mentally. Don't go spreading the word Pastor Vernon wants divorce. Mm -hmm. I've done more series on marriage than just about anybody in the kingdom. I love marriage. I believe in marriage. I hate divorce. I've seen it, right. been through, seen a whole lot of it, the impact of it. But before I decide 50 years mm -hmm. for my life to be hell, so, so we got single people. So I raised this idea too, and it's the idea, let's get right to it, that all pastors do this whole adjustment teaching. Okay, you've married the wrong woman. Here's how we're going to make the adjustment. Mm -hmm. Okay, she's unhealthy, you're unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Okay, she doesn't have enough breasts for you. Okay, she ain't got enough behind for you. Okay, he's not, he's not what you thought he would be financially. Mm -hmm. So it's all these, how do we adjust and find a way? <laughs> like, I'm oh, so tired. <laughs> just slavery, just, you know, hum, hum. And we are saying, whoever likes it or not, that we love being married, and I want to speak that over others. So everybody talks about adjusting in marriage. Mm. I want to talk about preventive measures. Oh, that's, yeah. good. that's good. That's good. So while everybody was writing books on being married, I wrote two on dating. Yes, you did. Shameless plug, the 10 rules of dating. And then I wrote another one, the 10 rules of dating in the social media age. Mm -hmm. And who knew pre-pandemic how necessary this, this work would be. And it's right there, guys, who want to get it and read that. So let's talk about it a little bit. Ask me a question about that. Y'all jump in and then I'll sort of jump. But from a single perspective, and those of you who are newly married, Mike, I'll start with you. I taught you guys, you sat under my teaching. I remember you kept telling me about yes. my baby. Yes. And I said, I said, Mike, did I go here? I'm gonna get in trouble. Bailey, you don't know this. Uh -huh. I said, Mike, so uh, what size woman do you like? That's true. That's right. That's, That's a true. Question. Did I say it? You said that. And then I said, Mike, okay, what size do you like? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I said, how big? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, I could have been in the office. Does she know Jesus? Yeah. I already knew she knew that. Yeah. I didn't want you to come to me like so many mm -hmm. addicted to pornography or committing adultery because mm -hmm. they didn't pick right. That's good. 
I remember you teaching us being so connected to Christ that he'll bless you and give you what you want. So I asked nice bud, light brown skin, and love Jesus, and oh. I was able to marry you. So oh. that list was is right. <laughs> men are turned like. on, men are turned on by what? Sight. Physical attraction. I know women. Don't put it in the I know you yeah. I, I know you like I know you're turned on by sight too, but we know Again, this is not a generalization, but in general, this research has been done. I don't say things that have been studied. The majority of women, of course, care about a man smelling nice, presenting himself nice, but he doesn't have to be the best looking man that ever lived. If he's working hard, treating me right, men are more so by what we see. So I think one of the major things that we should talk about more with men, particularly in this social media, Instagram body age, I'm saying to young single brothers, Fair or not, what do you like? Yeah. No, you always say something that I like. Yes. On your worst day, on your on yeah, on my yeah. okay yeah this is yeah. yeah this now this is where I'm getting raw. No please. What would you Google on your most unspiritual nasty day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doop, doop, doop. What would you Google <laughs> on your most unspiritual nasty day? Because there would be days when Holy Spirit is not where He needs to be in your life. Maybe you didn't read the word. Even on that day, you should be attracted to who you marry as a single. I'm talking primarily to men. So show this to your sons, uh, nephews, persons who are looking to get married. And make any man you're dating watch this podcast and say he was spitting truth. Now, people won't like this. They're going to say it's people who are pseudo-spiritual. 20, 30 years of... uh, in ministry, mm-hmm. counseling, walking with men, walking with pastors, major pastors, medium pastors, pastors, whatever size church. And I have seen, I can't explain to you how many brothers said I do to a woman they're not attracted to. Jesus. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't need to make her booty bigger miracle. Just buy one or something, praise God, amen. <laughs> buy one or something. You should need to make her breast bigger miracle. Right. That's unfair to her. You should need to make her smaller miracle. Mm-hmm. There are men who have fetishes toward heavier, beautiful, That's thick right. women. Right. There are men who have fetishes toward very thin women. Mm-hmm. There are men who want whatever. So I'm saying the singles, and you guys can jump in here, and uh, Maddie Ice, you can jump in. How important is it? Because we've been talking about this. So I, I guess my, my thesis is to single persons in general, women too, what? Do you like so that you don't end up in some relationship talking about marriage is hard? Yeah. Yeah. So so I look at it a bit like this, Pastor. Um, I I didn't I didn't grow up in the Lord. So, you know, it's a bit different. But if the world can sort of have what they like Mm -hmm. and now I found Jesus, so I can't pick what what I think looks amazing, too, because that is the first thing I'm going to learn about you is what you look like. Right. Yes, right. So, Say that again. Um, the first thing you will learn is what is 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 what she looks like, right? Yeah, that's I, right. I, I, you can you can even fake a lot of other things for a while, um, but uh, you know if I think you're cute, you know I I can see that right away, yeah. for the most part, right? So I don't think I should forfeit that just because I'm saved and I know Jesus that's now. Good. Um, that's good. So that that's that's my opinion that's yeah. of that, so Pastor. You don't forfeit that. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I, I agree. Jump in, Darrell. Yeah, and then after that, I remember you told me standing in your office one day that, like, pick what you like, get what you like, and then make sure everything else line up. You was telling us that if you had to go on a trip anywhere in the world for any amount of time, the only person you would want to take is First Lady. Yes. So make sure, like, 
get what you want, and then make sure the personalities match. So, so I want to jump in. These adjectives came to my mind. I don't know. It was just, mm -hmm. it should be spiritual. It should be lustful. Mm -hmm. It should be enjoyable. It should be relatable. It should be playful. God's looking, this is my podcast, I have my spiritual children here and those who are watching, I would not lie to look like some model of perfect personal piety, because I am not. I have my issues. But when I kick it, I want to kick it with her. I have some wonderful colleagues in the gospel, frat brothers, family I love, lock me and her in a hotel for like three months together. And I want everybody to experience this, which may be unfair, irrational, but it's my podcast. I love people and I want everybody, I'm saying to singles, and I want married couples to arrive there and I'm not making this up. I wanna be with her. I wanna be with her more than anybody out of devotion, not just duty. Yeah, yeah, and again, the world is presenting so much on social media, and when you see a Will Smith and a Jada with gazillions of hits on the red table and whatever they do, because somebody smarter than you or more famous than you does not mean they are writer than you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm, that's good. Yeah. 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 Because somebody, that's worth quoting, is smarter than you and is more famous than you does not mean they're more right than you. I am telling you what your first lady and those watching us, we're not your first ladies, the podcast family, wherever you're watching from, I am telling you that marriage should be enjoyable. So Marley, you get this tall, dark, handsome, built like Adonis man in our church, <laughs> but he comes, let's talk straight, with four real children, which means those four, those four children have a mother, and you gotta take him and that. Talk about that challenge and how even through that, Unless I'm wrong, you guys always seem happy. Mm -hmm. Unless it's the biggest game in the world, talk about what God's teaching because there are so many different kinds of people watching this podcast whose lives are not the same. Some have had to make adjustments like you and I, people with children. How did you find that joy? What are you doing? Okay, so I really had to figure out who I was in Christ and do the work myself and heal um, things that I brought into our marriage. And then after I did that, I was asking God like to give me the things that I needed to do to be a nurturer, to love these children uh, that weren't mine and be able to extend all types of grace that I needed, okay. taking on a different, you know, with, with them having another mother and then him and, you know, bringing it all together it just was. So here you are, one child yourself, mm -hmm. taking on Mike's four, mm -hmm. another woman involved, do you think marriage is just so hard every day? No, absolutely not. Like it, it really is. It's fun. It's fun. Like really, it's me and him, not against them, but something like that. Like we're we're together. We had to figure out who we were, mm -hmm. and then we, you know, built that foundation strong in Christ, and then we just kind of, you know, teach them yes, how to mm -hmm. become together and love Christ and love each other and we just keep on trying to do it. like you guys said you put it in a blender and then it just it keeps blend. on mixing and one day it just will be smooth you know so again you guys are helping me prove the point the rather like mike and bailey you did it the perfect way no babies no babies mothers no babies fathers which is the biblical model i still recommend that's the biblical model i still recommend 
That said, you're helping persons who are watching like, okay, but what if your life is a trip and you both messed up? In Christ, loving each other, you still should have a decently happy marriage. Yes. And can I can I say something too, Pastor? It is us against them. Yeah. Can I say something too? Please do. So it didn't it didn't work like this perfectly. Now I said we when we met, I talked to her friend and told her, no, that's my wife and I'm gonna marry her. And I did that. Mm -hmm. Now we didn't do that immediately. We dated for a while. That first time dating for that first year or so. We were in the world, we were still going out. We weren't in the church yet. You know, we were just kind of doing our thing and it didn't work. And we had to give our relationship back to God, mm-hmm. you know? And then in that, we kind of, you know, broke up for a while and said, you know, you kind of do your thing, I kind of do my thing. And all we kind of had was like, okay, well, well, who are we? And for me, it was just, we gonna, you know, do our church. I'm gonna really pursue God. And this is just what I do. And her thing was just, she's going to pursue God and that's just what she did. And it was mm-hmm. in our individual relationship with God that, that was, brought us back together. That was the only and with thing that said. foundation, it gave us a place to where we could just be upset. You know, if things didn't go well that day, but we didn't have to go do something else mm-hmm. because we had a, a great foundation of singleness mm-hmm. and that singleness being. So I feel like saying in Jesus, you are the center. Yes. 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 The glue. Joy. Mm-hmm. This podcast is to say, that if Jesus is at the center, mm-hmm. I could do a whole lot because yes, Jesus sir. being at the center is important, but it's not enough. I'm attracted to who I married. Mm-hmm. I'm intellectually stimulated by the man I'm with. Mm-hmm. All these things that we want to deal with while we're dating. Mm-hmm. And even if none of those things occurred in Christ, we can find a way if we both love Jesus, but marriage not to be the worst thing in the world every day. I'm trying to put the sexy back in marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I feel that's one of my calls. And I really feel I was telling her that here we are now, again, early 50s, and I just turned 50. She's a little older than me. I got a vet. Praise God. I got a vet. Teach me. Train me. <laughs> so, but I say that to say we are very serious. We were just saying that we feel like we're at this cold age because we're still making love, and yet some of you are young enough to be our children, mm-hmm. technically, but yet we chasing each other through the house still and making love and kicking it. So we feel like these next few years are a great opportunity to mirror marriage while yet training you guys at the podcast audience watching. So, so I wanted to talk about that. So Josh, okay, so you, you're getting ready. Uh, you've been dating my spiritual daughter. Amber for the longest and not too long because I believe too in engage or disengage. Yeah, and good. I said that to that's you too, didn't I? That's and that's in my book. Believers don't play date. This is yeah. another podcast. Yeah. Sinners play date. We just screwing and kicking it and going out of town like covenant don't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. But believers engage or disengage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't play date. At some point you're my spouse or I'm moving on. You date one person at a time, number one. If you ever date more than one person at a time, you're not serious about marriage. Mm -hmm. There is no any, many, money more. You date one person at a time, and you're quickly trying to find out, do you qualify to be my spouse? Mm -hmm. Because I'm saved, I wanna have sex, I wanna make love, I wanna go through life. And so I I pushed you on that. And the idea, what questions, I remember asking you, Josh, can can you breathe when she's not around? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I meant that. Yes, uh, yes. Don't marry somebody you can live with. Marry somebody you can't Ooh, live without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's so, good. Amber, you jump in too, uh, and you have a beautiful child. Yes. 
So mm-hmm. if you and Josh, whatever, again, that, there's no pressure. There's just 30,000 people watching this. Praise God. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, and so talk about a little bit, Amber, about being already a mom. And whether it's Josh, God bless, whatever God says, because I, I really mean this. Until you're engaged, there's no gun to your head. Uh, you have a right to, to choose uh, what you choose to do. So talk a little bit about what you want, what you've been looking for, your expectations expectations as a single mom. Absolutely. I would say as a single mother that is a Christian woman, you have to know what you are looking for in a man, in a husband. Mm. As a woman of God, I was looking for a husband, not a boyfriend, mm. someone that is a man of God that I could trust around my child that can be a leader things like that. So I think it's so critical. Josh, God just let the sun shine on her while she was speaking. Praise God. I didn't want to say anything. That might have been a sign, Josh. I mean, Josh, what you want from Jesus? Josh, the sun, I mean, the sun, Josh. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. Amen. Go, it's, it's shining her again, Josh. Look at her, Josh. She cute. The sun shining on her. Oh my God! It's still shining. Josh, what you want? Get on your knee now, dude. Just do it, Josh. Don't natural thing. Just get on your. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let God leave. Let God. Don't, no, Josh. I'm just playing. No pressure. No pressure. Keep speaking, baby. Go ahead. Yes, but I, I absolutely just have to give kudos to Josh because he is a ma- amazing man of God and he does not have children and he has been phenomenal, phenomenal example of a man of God, a father figure to my son and he doesn't even have children. So I just want to give kudos to you and you have been more than what I've prayed for. So thank you for Praise that. God. Mm. Josh, you want to jump in? Yeah, so I'll jump in. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just going back to- when Minister we, Josh, I'm sorry. Minister. Yeah, when, yeah, we, right when we first- when we first started dating, you know, and uh, one of the things that I prayed for was uh, somebody who was fine, of course, you know, somebody who <laughs> loved Jesus, you know, everything that you uh, have in the 10 rules of dating, you know, that was pretty much my prayer. And I want to give kudos to you both because you guys model marriage so well. And so one of the things that me and her pray for, even while we're dating is, Lord, let us have that love that our pastor and first lady has, Absolutely. you know, let us Absolutely. jig and vibe like that. You know, uh, with social media and Instagram and Facebook, you all, you see these, you know, I guess these social media relationships and they can give off this persona that everything is perfect and right. everything. Right. But I love to see that you guys mm-hmm. model marriage and is real mm-hmm. and y'all really like each other. Yeah. And so, you know, that's 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 an example for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, you know, I was sitting here and I was thinking to myself, no, you say that you love me would not choose anyone else. Why? Like, how do you think, how did we land here? How do you think we landed here? Your booty. Uh, <laughs> 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 Tynesis. <laughs> Beyond that. <laughs> Beyond that. <laughs> a, a little levity. Uh, again, this is not church. This is our podcast. And we want everybody to be engaged. I, I'm very physically attracted. I got blessed. Okay. I'm going here. I think, I think again, I, I do not believe I'm the best pastor in the country. I think I have the coldest first lady in the country. Yeah. I do in terms of cute enough, the young girls sort of look at her like she got that thing, she got that juice, that sort of flyness, that fun, seasoned enough. So 
that older women respect you. But for me, again, I'm making this personal. And that is this, I'm now, and I want to sort of end the podcast with this because I want to sort of, sort of wrap up sort of my thesis and what I'm trying to say. And that's this, I'm no longer 10 years married, 15 years married, 20 years married. We're planning our quarter century. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one is that? Gold and silver? What is that? Uh, whichever one is, praise yeah. God, whatever 25 is. But we're, we're planning that now because I marry her every five years. And I was laying in bed, I was laying in bed the other morning thinking like, God, don't take her from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know life is full of loss, but let me go first because I would be so, as much as I love Jesus, I wouldn't kill myself, I would survive, or all my teaching is false. She's not my savior. But on earth, she's the best thing ever happened to me. And the Holy Spirit just told me, it's time to preach this while I'm alive. Mm. It's time to herald this message that you can marry a woman that you love getting in the bed with, Mm. that you love kicking it with, that you love laughing with, that you love raising children with. And I wouldn't settle until I found that. Mm. And I know there's no way to know. Let's not act like this is easy. If you're not Mm. gonna sleep together, then you don't know how the lovemaking's gonna feel until you get married. Sometime their home of origin issues don't appear until post-marriage. So, which is another thing I say, I beg people, show yourself why you're dating. Mm. Yeah, show yourself, show yourself, show the things you don't like. I've been telling women for years, if you're not gonna clean up, don't clean up at all while you're dating. (laughs) Just let that house be a mess. (laughs) Say, this is what I'm gonna be and try to reveal yourself. So this is another podcast because I wanna get some single women in the room. I want to talk about the 10 rules. Mm. I want to really unpack this further, but I guess I'm going to end where I started and then I'll let you guys sort of have a final word. So I'm talking to married couples and I want to say to married couples who your marriage is not this easy. I wouldn't work on nothing more than I worked on this. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's hell to wake up every day. I can't imagine it. I'm talking to you straight. And every day I got to wake up. Can I get through this day with my Mm. spouse? I expect one of my kids to break my heart. I expect members to come and go. I expect life to happen, for sickness to occur. But this is my joy. This is my pressure reliever from making love to her. I don't drink or smoke, so making love to her is where I relieve my stress. Talking to her is where I laugh. Baby, jump in because, you know, so it's really real to me when I say, I remember a colleague of mine a couple of months ago, we were on the phone, a colleague, major pastor in this country, and he was honest with me. He said, man, some bros were sitting around and your name came up and bros was like, really, man, is anybody that happy? Mm-hmm. Really? Bros, suppose. And I was thinking to myself, I feel so sorry for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry, but this not fronting. And you can call it whatever. Maybe I've never loved another woman. Maybe that's help. Maybe I've been mm-hmm. in church and in Jesus first woman I made love to, all that, whatever the reason, I am telling you that it is possible Mm. to be in love with a woman that you want to make love to, Mm. kick it with, and hang out. You know, Josh always, (laughs) Josh is always um, in the seat of a student. Mm. He's always asking me, Lady Vernon, how did you and Pastor do this? How did you? And so one day he asked me, he like, so y'all are really that happy? And I told Josh, I said, we really are. And I told him I contribute a lot of our happiness and our marriage being successful as it is to who? I told you pastor, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, because now you said to me the other day, you said, if you could describe this, it's because we laughed 
uh, we laugh a lot. We have fun. Mm -hmm. I said, because I feel like we do the work, mm -hmm. meaning that when it is a rough day, mm -hmm. when we're not feeling each other, we do plow through it. You know, I lend my heart to him. I trust him to tell me what's wrong, even when I don't want to hear it, mm -hmm. even when it hurts my feelings. That's between me and God. That means that's personal now. Mm -hmm. You know, because if he's telling me his truth, yeah. he's the gauge. Am I making him happy? Yeah. I can't say, well, I make you happy. No, that's, that's mm -hmm. being selfish and that's being very arrogant of me. Mm -hmm. Saying, oh no, I make you happy. But when he says to me, no, you make me happy. Mm -hmm. Then I have to in return, look at him and say, what do I do to make you happy? Yeah. Because I want to stay in that place. Wow, so when he tells me you're off, when he tells me you're not doing this, I asked you to wear this. And I would say this to women. When my husband asked me to wear like some mm. stilettos or when he asked me <laughs> to wear, you know, something um, sexy in bed, I'm no longer that silly girl. Talking yeah. about why you want me to wear that? Why well, I gotta put that on? I'm actually honored that yeah. after 20 something years, you still wanna see me in this. Wow. You still wanna have this conversation with me. It would be immature of me to look at him and get mad. And he's the one I'm trying to satisfy. Yeah. So I, we, you know. We, we got a lot further to go. Yeah. Conversely, the other day, I'm touching, feeling, grabbing, touching, feeling, grabbing. Pray for us, I'm, I'm nasty uh, <laughs> when it comes to her. I'm touching, feeling, grabbing. And she clearly said to me, again, I promise this podcast would never uh, again be some deodorized sort of plastic stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was like, baby, you just keep touching me. I'm not just pulling me. Every time you, I and it's good, I'm lusting like that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you constantly, and she's like, hey, wait, wait, wait. Like, let, let's talk a little bit more this week. It's like, you just grab and touch it. Like, I'm not a, I'm not an animal. And I'm like, but I'm one. <laughs> Roof, uh, I should I say Roof, I'm an I'm a, I'm a alpha. Edit that part, praise God, amen. Cues, I know y'all love that. That was a Freudian slip. I'll never bark again in my life uh, to all the cues, amen. But I will say, honestly, so there's finding our way honestly uh, with transparency, but but I would say that again, I'm turned on a lot by what I see. You said something that's another podcast, so I won't try to start it. She said, trust. When I tell you, above all others and all other things we've mentioned, or idiosyncrasies or things that are necessary, you gotta trust. Yeah, yeah I trust her. And, I, and, and let's move past the narrow thinking uh, or the provincial thinking of she won't cheat on me. That should be a given. That's yeah. right. Yeah, if you're still there, that's a whole nother issue. I'm talking deeper than that. I'm talking when she's on the phone with her mom and sister and they talk every day. And I've never heard her one time put me down. No, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, and even when I've gotten <laughs> on her last nerve, she was talking to our pastor at a point when we were bumping heads and Bishop, whatever, he's like, okay, well, be honest with me. And even then, she was being honest, but still covering me. I'm not gonna, yeah. Yeah, never ever putting me out there. And I've seen people turn on their spouse so quick, Jeez. particularly in counseling. And you should be honest, but there should be a level of trust even there. Mm -hmm. wow. and, and I thought to myself, I can trust her. The Bible says he fully trusts in her, which is the most cold attribute. So I'm gone. Will Smith, call me. Uh, Jada, I'm mad at y'all. Uh, because again, <laughs> I want to be honest when I say, when I seen that whole thing, and we'll close here, and I, I really mean this because I'm a pastor, I'm a prophet, and again, when you do something publicly, I have a right to respond to it, they have a right to respond to me. But when I heard them say, and made marriage sound like this uphill, difficult, everyday 
I thought to myself, that's not true. And I want to be the counter voice to that. That some of us love being married. We hit our places and I'm 25 years almost. So don't hit me with this novice stuff. Stay married. We didn't seen children be born, miscarriages, paid for weddings, been heartbroken by our children, led congregations, covered pastors across the world. Everything you can do, we've been through it as a couple and we're still happy. Yes. Yeah, we buried my mother. We've done a lot that couples go through that can change everything. And we've survived. Yes. And we're glad about it. So we got to get out of here. We got to pick up. I love y'all. Love you. Merry Christmas. Clap Merry there. Christmas. God, everybody Clap. watching. Yeah. This is our final podcast until next season. We pray you've enjoyed this first season. I thought the first season would just be who I am. My family, I interviewed every one of my children, <laughs> told you about her and I, our blended stuff, how I met her, was transparent as we could be. And I see sort of leadership and relationship is where I'm leaning. So mm -hmm. season two is going to be amazing. Yes. Let's get through the holidays and we'll be picking up in January with season two of uh, Dr. Ari Vernon TV. I want to talk some more of this. Did you get some a good time, man? Listen, yeah. it's right there on the screen. Would you do yes. me a favor? If this first season has been a blessing, Christmas stuff, blessing families, helping the poor, Ari Vernon Ministries is doing that. Thank you for your gifts. Would you join Vernon Village mm -hmm. with any amount? Maybe you'll say, I'll, I'll commit $100 a month or $50 a month to make sure this podcast keeps going. This is mm -hmm. substantive, it's spiritual, yes. practical, theological, relational. We pray it's all of that. Mm -hmm. We're out of here. It's right there on the screen. Give. Like and share. Subscribe. Subscribe. Yes. Tell everybody Become about the podcast. Yes. Become a part. Throw it up one time, Steph. Shoot us an email and tell us what you want us to yes. talk about next season. Leave it up for a second. Please take a picture of it. Do it. Tell us what you want us to address next season, relationally, theologically. We want to deal with it. We love you all. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all. Merry Thank you. Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year. We'll see you yeah. in 2022. Yeah.